Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I'm your host, Angie Fernot. With me, as always, is two-headed buck, Chris Randazzo. Hey, is that April O'Neil? Glow in the dark mushroom, Karen Randazzo. We're back, bitches. And malfunctioning space vessel, Evan Goldstein. Reality sucks. <laughs> this is episode number 257 for the week of October 5th. This month was my pick. So, I chose The 100, Season 1, Episode 1. It is the pilot episode. But, before we get into that, this is your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. You watching anything new? You want to tell us about it? You want to tell us to watch something new? What about something old? Just tell us what to watch. And, as always, we do want to hear from you, so let us know you're there. Um, Alright, guys. So, it's been a minute. How we doing? <laughs> Good talk. Yeah. <laughs> Good talk. Yeah. So, I mean, things have been changing here, you know, with TWEP because, and I will take full brunt of responsibility because of me and my work situation and whatnot. Um, but I'm happy to report that things will be changing. I'm hoping for the better that my schedule will be cleared up more so that we can, you know, enjoy life. But, um, Yes, I, I finally got out of that shit job that I was doing, and now I'm in a better, hopefully, better situation work-wise. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very positive on our home front. Yeah, that's was, delightful news. It was so bad. I hated my job. Like hated with the fire of a thousand suns. But you're no longer there, and everything's great now. They sent me an email to fill out an exit. Uh, uh, form <laughs> an exit survey an exit survey yes oh good 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 is there an open-ended question response because there's all of them were like i'm gonna say 50 percent of them were and most of the questions were let's say 50 percent of them were how do you rate this between one and five and open-ended questions where like if you could change this what would you like if you can is there anything that would make you want to stay and my response to that one and it being open-ended was no but then, then the open ended was like, well, what would you change to make things better? That was a long one. You didn't tell one. me about this. When did this happen? <clears throat> um, it, the, the email showed up the other day, and I just filled it out this morning. Ooh. And if I'm not mistaken, they actually sent me a, like a, a copy of it. <laughs> I want to print it out and, and, and <laughs> frame it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do that, but we can light it on fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. Whatever. Can't light the building on fire, but we can definitely light that on fire. But yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That, my, new, my new gig will be starting on the 11th. After after vacation, which is, oh, I'm so excited for that, but that's another story for another time. So I did want to share that I officially have to rename one of my stickers forever because uh, if anyone saw my Instagram story uh, this weekend, there was I the did. most adorable toddler 
who ran up to my table and as they were looking at stickers they pointed to one of the dragon heads that I had drawn and he was like moo cow (laughs) (laughs) and then his sister came up and she was like cow and then they just kept pointing cow cow and then of course the parents and I were laughing hysterically and then immediately the kids had to put them on after the parents bought the stickers for them in which case I just had to photograph it and now on my website I'm going to have to rename all of my stickers of that are dragons to cow stickers because it was one of the greatest moments not just cow sticker moo cow sticker moo cow moo cow one or moo cow green I was like man that's some funny looking milk right there (laughs) but yeah it was it was a pretty great experience and I thought I should share it because it made me very happy it's adorable right how about you guys our kids keep getting older it's bullshit that's gross (laughs) (laughs) tell them to stop stop. I told you to stop feeding them Karen Well, then they get in trouble for that. The older one turned nine, and and on Saturday, the the little one's going to be six. I'm just not okay with it. So gross. So cute. So that makes you, what, 147 now, right? That's how that works? Correct. Got it. Correct. (laughs) In feeling, probably. (laughs) Oh, the clock keeps on ticking, no matter what. But at least they're back in school just a delightful change how is that going like i'm curious like has covid gone away completely there for you like we're done we haven't we haven't like had any like you know close calls or anything there's nobody gives a crap really right i am uh supposed to go back into the office on monday Ooh. Yeah. Um, it's not right? so unless unless something changes and covid levels go back up uh but i uh, yeah i mean <laughs> So I work, I'm a contractor for the federal government, and there's a federal (laughs) facility where the federal employees work, and that's not where I work Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, But the facility opened up a couple of weeks ago, and we get email notifications whenever there's a COVID case in case, like, you know, it's a big building. So if you were happen to be there at the same time as somebody who tested positive, they have to notify you. If they notify everybody, just in case. Um, and there's been, like, you know, a good handful <clears throat> of cases since the building opened up a couple of weeks ago. It's like, what are we doing, guys? We're just going to have to go back. We're just going to, like, we're going to flip-flop this decision around in another two, three weeks. What are we doing? This is going to uproot my life again for however long it lasts. <laughs> well, they, they, they paid for the building, so they got to do something with it. That's not my problem. <laughs> well, apparently it, it is, is now. now. <laughs> apparently it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. you know, my mood's delightful these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still working uh in an office in person and and the way that uh the office I work in is structured, Evan has seen it. My coworkers and I sit on uh, each other's laps in such a tiny office. We have one room between the three of us who are in our department because it's a small organization and like it's literally to the point where my desk was so close to my coworker's desk that they put like a divider up between us. And it's like <laughs> a sneeze guard. <laughs> it's like it's one of those like wall like room dividers so that it it's kind of zigzag the way it sits, but it has like like a screen on it almost like a like shutters on a window so you can 
like open the shutter or close the shutter for privacy and every now and then I'll just like look at my coworker say something stupid and then they immediately close the shutters on me and I was like <laughs> I'm not sorry that sounds fun <laughs> so I have to say yeah I've I've been enjoying it but I've been very surprised that it hasn't gone through the office yet because there was a point where like every other day I was hearing about a new case from somewhere and then I work with children at one of my other jobs because why would I have one when I can have several jobs so yeah it's been I'm just waiting at this point and I'm really grateful that it hasn't come through yet because heaven needs to get the fuck out of this house (laughs) and like I get it it's uh, endemic now so like whatever the precautions are not as strong um and i guess even though many people are not like some sort of majority of people are vaccinated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why like i guess the government feels like everything is safe now but like even if you're vaccinated and you get it it still sucks and you have to like take a bunch of time off of work to recover from it you mean it's not like a, a party now that you're vaccinated like it, it becomes streamers and rainbows right that's what happens and Karen, the pandemic's you know, over didn't you hear as long as as long as we like it keeps spreading around it's it's like people at high com- uh was a high vulnerability or whatever high risk people mm-hmm. are still like very much in danger and and did I hear recently they're removing the mask mandate for like medical offices? Sounds like a really solid Sounds plan. Sounds like a great idea. I'm sure nothing will go horribly sideways with that one. So then I have my, my um, how old is she? 72 year old mother who is like, well, I'm going on a cruise in January, so I'm trying to time my booster just right. That's <laughs> oh, while she's on the ship. Like, well, that's that's one way to live your fucking life. <laughs> it's true. It's an act, like that's an active choice. Like, yes, I'm doing this. You can't stop me. Put me on that. I don't giant blame her. I mean, she wants to, film. you know. Listen, she wants to do what she wants to do. I have learned that grandparents give zero fucks. That's what the pandemic taught me. Mm. I had like there was a point where I was on the phone with my grandma. I was like, "Grandma, you can't do that." She's like, "I'll play golf if I want to." I was like, "Are you wearing a mask?" She's like, "We're outside." I was like, "Okay, that's fine." And then you get cocktails after. Yes. <laughs> Are those outside? <laughs> now. Okay, grandma, have fun playing golf. Hope you don't die. Grandma's very loud. Yeah. <laughs> we call her Mad Dog. Yes. <laughs> that's a great grandma name. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Mad you, dog grandma. Mad dog's on the golf course. Watch out. She's driving the cart today. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, How about grandma. you, Chris? What do you got? COVID. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 got it. No, I'm doing all right. Uh, the work's been uh, work's been going pretty well. I've been focusing a lot on Geekade in the last month or so, as you well know. I'm uh, We'd launched the whole... Uh, Patreon page, and I'm working on getting all the uh, assets and everything for all of our podcasts in the same place, which will make make my, my uh, stress levels drop down considerably every time I think about every time I think about Geekade and the various podcasts we have. I'm like, okay, but I don't know what's going on with 
some of these podcasts like they're on our network and i just have no idea what's going on but we're we're reining that stuff in and i'll be able to have more control over what is a happening and more quality control over uh, the, you know the way things are getting posted and promoted and i'm pretty excited about all that business um i'm gonna um, be honest regular was it i said i'm gonna be honest i'd had a hard time listening after you said the word ass <laughs> Assets. Assets. Assets, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I really appreciate everything you've been doing, and I hope uh, the listeners do too, you ungrateful swine. It's true, they are. <laughs> but for real, um, good. Well, Outside I'm, of that, work's been going well. It's uh, I might be uh, doing some freelance writing soon. Uh, I got a... Some some other good news through uh through my regular job that uh I, I can actually start expensing a few things in relation to fixing up my actual work situation. So I'm gonna get myself a new uh a new desk chair soon. I'm pretty nice. excited about. And uh, <laughs> was talking to Matt much for a while today about USB ports and things like that. That was fun. And Is that yeah, before just, or after. Oh, after this okay. was uh, this was this evening. He he started getting back to me, and okay. we came up with a whole bunch of fancy ideas for various USB hubs for my uh, computer. Did he show you? Did, you show, did he show you the one that's like a hub that holds a hard drive in it that opens up expansive USB portage? It, it like looks like it looks the like Mac, Mac Mini, Mini, but like extended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. actually showed that one to him. Okay, yeah, that one looks pretty neat, but the ports are on the front, and yeah. like. Okay, but I don't want the ports on the front. I want the ports on the back so that they can look all, you know, clean and hidden. I don't want to. I trust me. I fully fucking understand. Right? I fully. That's my problem. The the biggest problem I have with the one right now is not the fact that it sucks and it kind of broke, but the fact that (laughs) looks nothing like your Mac. (laughs) Yeah, it's like they. It looks like a mouse, and all the ports are on all the sides. So it looks like this weird octopus when you have everything plugged into it. Like, I want to use all the ports, but I also want it to not look ridiculous. And all these USB hubs are like, here's this sleek-looking rectangle, but don't plug a bunch of stuff into it because it's going to look real dumb, and it's not going to be heavy enough to support all the, the, the cables, so you'll never get it sitting straight. Nope. It's going to flop in whatever direction the cables are It's going to look like a in. weird, spidery, octopusy kind of thingy, you know, right on top. I have spoken to more 3D printer people about designing just a box that you could shove a hub or a, 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 a thing into that'll just hide it so that's that's the, the vein i'm going down we'll see what happens i don't understand why nobody designs these things with an eye for aesthetics i just don't get it like none of them look none of them look nice nope until you get to like the two hundred and fifty dollar ones, then they're like, okay, well these look okay, but even then they're not like amazing. They, all right. Does nobody does nobody think of the aesthetics? No, nope. sounds Evan, like I'm they asking do, you and then they charge you for no. it. And you know what's really surprising to me? Nobody <laughs> makes like a a build your own. Like I want my hub to have four USB ports, two Thunderbolt point parts, and uh, you know a data line. That's it. I don't need the card reader. I don't need a, a monitor. I like. I just like you know, a la carte that shit, and that nobody does that. You can't. Tam, order. Tam, Tam. Sounds like we have a good idea here. It's uh, never gonna happen, honey. I'm not gonna do it. So, anywho, <laughs> I tried. You want to start talking television? 
Yeah, so uh, anyway, this is a TV podcast, so let's do some of that. Side note, right. I just took off. I have a, a, I had a screen cover on my phone that was cracked, and I just took it off, and now I'm cracking it more, and it's so freaking yeah, satisfying. Yeah, I have to listen to that, you <laughs> monster. That's going to be in the podcast, too. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Oh, Anywho. Evan. So, anyway, yeah. All right, so we watch TV on this podcast, apparently, sometimes, maybe. Um, but as, as we've previously mentioned, we're kind of changing things up a little bit, so... Um, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been watching, but we're going to really like focus on the most exciting thing we've been watching other than the 100. Cause I know that that's going to be, <laughs> Oh, really damn it. I got to pick something else then. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> so, so, uh, Evan, I'm nominating you. You can talk first. Okay. Um, I did earlier, we were talking in the chat and I was going to talk about uh, one show, but I'm changing my mind. I'm calling an audible. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to talk about Resident Alien. Okay? Because Resident Alien is still fantastic. I'm loving this show so freaking much. Um, the the storyline of... Like, the current so far is like... He, he's... Uh, a couple of different storylines going on. But he uh, became a father, air quoting that. Um, he had a little alien baby that there's time travel involved and uh, like it's oh are you talking about the second half of the current season because we didn't watch the second half of it yet yes don't spoil the crap out of too much for us we didn't realize there was a second half of the season we thought we finished the season and then we looked on the plex one day like oh shit oh my god there's like eight new episodes what happened so all right then i'll and i'll stop being i'll stop with specifics, it's fantastic. There's the, 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 each of the, so the experience that I've had, like last season, like they have a bunch of storylines going, and one or two of them were like, eh, but the, the main storyline kept me going. Like, I'm loving every storyline that's going on right now. Um, at one point in time, who's the, the guy from the, the older gentleman from Lost? He shows up, he's, he's got a part now. Um, but, oh my god, that's who it was. Yeah. Oh, fucking John Locke. John Locke, yeah, John Locke. Oh, Locke. All right, cool. Locke, Locke. Locke. He plays a, 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 a an an alien hunter, like a like a podcaster. So. Well, they know that because he was in another seat. Well, maybe you would know that he it, was it, in that. It, he was the right. one at the convention who like could sort of. That he was had the previous, um, like he had the the, vis- the view, like he could see yeah. the aliens. So. Shit goes on. There's at one point in time, everybody ends up at a military facility, and there's sort of like a weird sort of prison break. Okay. Now the reason I'm talking about this because this is it's as if the show listens to me specifically and gave me this Easter egg. All right. So there's a there's a big old um, jailbreak, if you will, and at one point in time, Harry is wandering through and like sort of escorting other people out um in his full-on alien form yeah i'm trying to look i I don't i don't know the guy's name um and at one point in time a door opens and there's a guy there and it's (laughs) so as i've explained before i watch a lot of paranormal activity kind of stuff at night to go to bed and I ran out of that, so I had to find another show. And I started watching Ancient Aliens. Okay? 
because I I have a I don't know. It's like a weird fascination with it. I don't really believe it, but it's entertainment. And there's this guy who is there every episode. I don't know what he he is just an ancient alien theorist is his title. Um, I'm trying to look up his name. Giorgio A. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, just look up the guy with the weird fucking hair. So he's the dude with the big hair. And for like 14 years, there was this meme running around that it was like him with his hands up going, aliens. And he's the highlight of the show, Ancient Aliens, for me. So during this prison break, the door swings open and Giorgio is there. He has been arrested and he's standing there talking to a full alien he's like i knew it i knew it and i was so happy like i looked at Ange, and i'm like you know who that is right and she's like no I'm like that's the ancient aliens dude i can stop watching the show now they did it <laughs> finally it's so when i tell you the amount of joy that he experienced from this moment i was like this is not only completely not justified but like i think i love you a little bit less now and it's true and i'm okay (laughs) with it (laughs) but it was it they did not have to do that but they did it for me and i'm taking that as a a for me it's just for evan that was his parting gift in our divorce (laughs) <laughs> Other than that, all like I said, all, all the storylines are going really well so far. There's a lot of emotional <laughs> stuff going on with um, mother-daughter and uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff with the the trials for the Olympics. I don't, I'm don't. i pretty sure that was in the first half. Um, nope. So everybody's getting their, the light shone upon them, and they're, everybody's doing a really good job. Um even the sheriff like the sheriff <laughs> that guy is very unique uh even he's getting a little sheriff little, big hat sheriff big hat um he's he's his like that type of character that he was in the first season he's it's it's sort of growing a little bit and, and it's they're expanding upon it so it's everybody's getting fleshed out which is it's great it's they're doing a really really good job with the show and, and i highly recommend it so yeah there you go yeah, I'm very. I'm. I would be curious to know where the writers get some of their inspiration. Um, at some point, I would like to kind of do a deep dive on this show, as I find myself wanting to do with a lot of things regarding the shows that we watch. Um, but this one in particular, like just the way that Alan Tudyk is moving and behaving sometimes in the show, I wonder if it's actually like hard for him because he he's intentionally he goes back and forth between like being insightful and then actually moving in a way that is more human and being somewhat robotic and he does it yeah like it's seamless like he does his character um of harry vanderspiegel like not alien form is it's it's almost as if like that that human skin is looks a little too tight because when he's playing the alien it's it's seamless like i'm pretty sure he is the guy in the makeup um but his mannerisms are fan- like uh, fantastic as harry because it looks he looks like he's in a constant state of being awkward and it's it makes sense it's perfect for that character so yeah but yeah evan uh 
if he wasn't a fan of this show before, which he was, but if he wasn't before, he would <laughs> definitely alien, be now. Ancient, like, why? Oh my god. <laughs> and don't worry, guys. There were some new episodes of Paranormal caught on camera, and there's apparently an overseas version. There's a UK version. version of it, too! So guess Sorry. what we've been watching? <laughs> you don't watch any of it. You fall asleep immediately. Oh, thank god I do. There was a point, though, there was a night where I didn't fall asleep right away, and I, like, I noped. I noped, like, almost I was, like, absolutely not. <laughs> No. <laughs> I was like, this one I don't get. I don't like it. No, thank you. It's always because so is these fucking black sh- shadow things peeking their heads around the ding dang corner. And it's just stuff like. I was literally standing in the doorway looking at Evan the other day lovingly because I was like, oh, he's so cute. And I love how happy he is. And he was setting up a new desk that he got. And it was like this whole thing. And, you know, I was like. I was like, oh my god, this is what the, the ghost people do. This is a, am I a ghost person? Am I going to die and he's going to turn around one day and I'm just going to be fucking hovering in a doorway like a weirdo? I was like, this is the worst thing. Why is this where my brain goes? It's because we watch this goddamn show. Because it's such a fall asleep to, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Delving Very into your fine. subconscious. Yeah, anyway. Alan Tiddick popped into my head the other day for whatever reason, because uh, he's wonderful. And, you know, it just I was just thinking about, like, He's played a lot of iconic characters, and like he just seems like a really great guy. And I hope everything's going well for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so far, out of all, I've met a number of, of celebrities via conventions. Alan Tudyk is the only person I stood in line to meet to get a signature of, and he was a sweetheart. He took time with everybody. Like, really, really nice guy. That's the impression I get. And, like, just between, like, you know, Firefly and the Disney stuff and this, it's just, like, he does a lot of good stuff. Mm. I think he's a cool dude. And his voice his voice acting career is phenomenal. Yeah, they just, just, just on Harley Quinn alone. Yeah. Like, it's fantastic. Yes, we have <laughs> been enjoying him as, uh, as Joker and Clayface. <laughs> <laughs> Harley Quinn Joker, Clayface. It also says Condiment King. <laughs> There's nothing sure, a man can't not? do. Oh, we, haven't, we haven't watched a Condiment King episode yet, though. But uh, You never know. He may have just showed up. And that's the thing. Like If he just was, ha-ha, like, that's enough. He gets that credit. <laughs> so speaking of stuff that you guys are watching that you're enjoying, Karen, what have you been watching? Um... So, I don't <laughs> When you said, like, we're going to focus on whatever's the most exciting thing, I was like, I don't know that that's exact. I, I, I chose something that I just have the most things to say about. I'll say that. So That's uh, fair. Okay, that's fair. I, you know, I chose mine based on what I was excited about. So, that's a caveat. Sorry. Let me stand corrected. <laughs> Y'all, we can talk about a lot of TV, and we, we, you know, we have a lot of opinions, if you haven't noticed. Um, so we have we are trying to pare it back and simplify uh, some of our reporting on things that we're watching to, like, one per episode, and... Sometimes um, it's a little tougher than it's, others. Yeah, it's really hard. So I'm, I'm actually very... Th- you have heard me come on to this podcast and be like, I need to talk about this show because I hate it. So, like... We'll skip those. It doesn't have to be the most exciting in a, you know, happy way. It could be it excites you because it enrages you. That's a form of excitement. It's just got to be the one that you want to talk about the most. That's all. Yeah. For whatever reason. 
Uh, yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily say that I am enraged or excited, um, but I, I'm certainly feeling things. So we are late to the game, but we are almost caught up. We missed the most recent episode, but we've been watching House of the Dragon, which oh, shit. I was I totally forgot today, about that. <laughs> I was today years old when I learned that the acronym for the show on Twitter is Hot D. What? <laughs> oh my it's god, it is. H-O-T-D, but they... The O and T are lowercase. So okay, somebody D. planned that. I refuse to believe <laughs> anything otherwise. Uh, That's such and, a bad and idea. the person whose tweet I learned that from was kind of contra- con- contradicting that 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 was actually what the show was about. And I have to, I have to agree. There, you know, there's some sex, but there's all not all of it is hot, and uh, <laughs> some of it is just you know. I assume there was some burning involved in some of it, but that's not the hot you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So House of the Dragon is the Game of Thrones prequel. Mm -hmm. Um, It is cool to be back in Westeros. It is, they use the exact same theme music, but not the animation from Game of Thrones. Which is convenient for me because I just have to change it from it's a Game of Thrones to it's a House of Dragons. That works, yeah. And it, it works and it makes me very happy that I get to do that every week. I'm sure Chris loves it. <laughs> <laughs> he loves me and my little dorky things that I do. Um, <laughs> so it focuses primarily on the Targaryen family, which is Daenerys's ancestors. The blonde people. Uh, yeah, the blonde people with the dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, as evidenced in the name of the show, House of the Dragon. <gasps> now I get it. <laughs> Hot D. There it is. Hot <laughs> dragons. Started with like this old king and then he was gonna his line of succession was in question or whatever. There was two two descendants that could be named his heir and one was a dude and one was a lady and he went with the dude um and so then like they jump forward in time and it's that dude as king and he has a daughter who's like a teenager and a wife who keeps trying to have babies and failing (laughs) um and then she like she's like this is the last one this is the last baby I'm going to try to have and she fails so hard that she dies (laughs) that's one way Uh, to fail (laughs) but the baby's a boy but then it dies I feel like there was a lot of failing going on around that particular birth with like everyone standing around like I don't know man the baby's facing the wrong way what do we do we cut people open all the time on this show but we couldn't cut wait a minute do you think we could cut open I don't know I mean do you think she would survive? Ooh, who knows? Let's find out. But really, who cares? As exactly. long as the baby survives. Because it has a penis. Um, that is what's important. So that was pretty horrific. And then, you know, it, it goes on. He's got a brother who is Matt Smith, um, who's doc- from Doctor Who, and he's fucking amazing what's doctor right. um he's from he's also from the uh the smash hit morbius let's not forget that <laughs> Ooh, sorry that got me chris that got me 
So oh. the king's uh, first wife dies. He marries this like teenage girl who's his hand or his like advisor's um oh i thought he named his hand this teenage girl okay just kidding no he 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 marries this this daughter of the hand and she has a baby boy and so now it's like is it gonna be the teenage daughter because she's the oldest or the boy the baby because he's a boy and he's like you know, whatever. It's also or worth is it going to be out. the brother? Because the brother feels like he has like a claim to the throne. It's very worth pointing out that the uh, the teenage girl that the king married is his daughter's best friend. Oh, oh correct. Cool. cool. There's cool. all. I mean, it's Not Game of Thrones. There's lots of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, she wasn't thrilled about the plan, but her dad was like, "Hey, I'm the hand of the king, and I am so gonna." just weasel my way into the fucking throne however I have to so you go uh go try and bang the king and she's like I guess I could I don't really want to do that and he's like yeah well I'm your dad and you're a girl so fucking get over it and so she she does what she's supposed to do and reluctantly uh bangs the king and well there you have it nine months later a boy child so it's all it's all about like succession and patriarchy and like the king ends up naming his teenage daughter as his heir but is that gonna really hold when he dies or are people gonna challenge it because she's a woman and i the first thing that made me no the first thing that made me crazy was how they ended up killing the queen by trying to give her a c-section um that was horrific but then the next thing that made me crazy is like he he decides to name his teenage daughter as the heir and his like small council is all like but she's a girl <laughs> and like there is no none no like reasoning given why she wouldn't be a good ruler like not like she's a woman and therefore is subject to like you know hysteria or what there's not even any bullshit reason given it's just she's a woman so she can't be in charge and the 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 misogyny is so baked in from the start that it's just like well fuck it so i'm i wouldn't say that i'm hate watching this show because the acting is very good um and the intrigue is intriguing it's not <laughs> it's not as intriguing as game of thrones because game of thrones they were like everybody was fighting over the throne there were like a bunch of different families all trying to claim the throne and it was really interesting to see how all those parties interacted this is like mainly focused on the one family and the the happenings within it so it's less i don't know less fun that way there's also doesn't seem to be anybody to really root for like Kind of, you, you liked the Stark kids. You're like, all right, these are good kids. Let's see if they can. Let's see if they can pull this off. Let's see how it's going to work out for them. There's not really the closest I would say is just to somebody to root for is Matt Smith's character because he's fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want this guy to win because I want to see more of him, not because I think he'd do the best job or I like him the most. Yeah, he's not like a good dude, but like. I don't know, he's he's definitely fun to watch, but like that, I think that's what this show is missing: is anyone to like, like. genuinely root for. Like Rhaenyra is she like she she's all right, she's fine, and like I I get her motivations and things like that, but she, she's not. You know, she's not Arya Stark. She's not even Sansa Stark. She's she's not Bran before he became super boring. He said, uh, "There's there's 
it's missing something it's still you know fun like like karen said i agree with her it's i i feel good about being back in the world of game of thrones but it's like it's not 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 quite as awesome as game of thrones was there's a lot more dragons though yeah, I feel like there's that. way more dragons. Yeah, dragons are awesome. Um, <laughs> yes, they are. They're damn well better be in a show called House of the Dragon. Hot damn! So I'm not <laughs> hot damn. Uh, I'm not. I wouldn't say I hate watching it, but there is an awful lot of yelling um, <laughs> at the from TV from both of us because, like, I don't know. I I can't pin the exact years that Game of Thrones was on. But a lot's happened since then, and like I'm even more done with patriarchal bullshit than I was during the Game of Thrones era. And so, like you know, they they have all these premises that the viewers just supposed to accept, and I'm just like, nah, nah, man, this is all fucking bullshit. So, <laughs> to which I say, you know, the patriarchy makes a great villain because it's fucking stupid. It really is. I was gonna <laughs> say that's what it sounds like it's doing though, is that they're putting the focus on. Like, yeah, you're... I haven't seen Mad Men, but it sounds like this is kind of similar to what they did in Mad Men, from what I've been told, is that they put you in a position where you're supposed to watch women be in in spaces and situations where they are completely powerless. And you have to and watch often them... often the smartest people in the room. Yeah, you have to watch them deal with navigating and probably failing quite a bit before they succeed in all of these types of bullshit situations and they may not succeed because like there's one thing that I really felt that Game of Thrones did that it sounds like this show is doing which was they gave you things that were I don't know reality adjacent situationally Um, you know like people complained about how somebody would die and how it wasn't epic enough or it was too too dramatic or you know whatever like or everybody was dying or and i think to some extent for me i was like well yeah but if you look at the things that inspired this show it kind of makes sense and also like it's not all you like that's that's one of the things i felt like game of thrones did a lot they didn't just give you what you wanted because they knew you wanted that as the viewer they made you deal with things that you didn't like um and i just felt like the show did that unapologetically in every season and i think that's why i was able to be more forgiving of the way it ended but uh i don't blame people for hating it so (laughs) the other thing and i i don't i like i said we're an episode behind probably two episodes but by the time this drops um from where the show is currently but um there was a thing that happened, and I'll spoil it for people who want to see it and haven't. But there was a thing that happened in the most in the fifth episode, which is the last one before there's apparently a ten year time jump, um, f- for where the you know teenage characters go f- from teens to adults. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a thing that happened, and there are some gay characters, and one of them died fairly brutally and it and I, and I the, the other one is still alive but I don't know what happens yet with them mm-hmm. and this is like 
it's following this problematic trope of barrier gays where like gay characters just exist to like die horribly um and you know the show can point to them and be like hey look we have gay representation it's like yeah but you 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 just killed them and you didn't really give them like any backstory or like bring any life to that character they were just there to serve you and whatever the hell you want to do so that's not great and uh i i hope that they do something more um or better or more interesting or something with the with the one who's left because there was there was just like very little gay representation on the first on game of thrones right there was there was renly I, I, I don't know names. I don't, I don't like, I'm sorry, I'm looking at my husband and he doesn't remember. There was there was one gay character, but he was like killed off very quickly and like you know, it's just problematic. And I would like to see that change, but it's Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones is going to do what Game of Thrones wants to do. So I guess I can hope. Yeah, but there's we'll no see. shortage of gay sex happening on screen, but you know, it's not really any of the main characters, right? Oh, what? Okay. You know what? Although I'm kind of starting to suspect that Matt Smith's character is gay. I don't know if he's gay. My suspicion was that he's impotent. Yeah, that makes sense, too. I was not sure what's going on there, but there's something going on there. But, man, is it great to see him in something good. (laughs) And We haven't seen Morbius, but I can only assume that's great. Oh, it's oh, outstanding. Shit, shit. I, you know what? The, you said that, and this entire time I'm like, what television show are they talking about? Oh, eh, forget it. Yeah, that movie was hot garbage. Oh, oh my the God. Best kind. Oh, no. Oh, no. I say that. Th- th- I think this is a great role for him to, like, distinguish him, you know, as something else besides the doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it, it's a very memorable character, and he's doing the most with it wasn't he in the crown he was in the crown okay I feel like he, he wasn't very likable he wasn't oh, okay. a likable character in the crown okay yeah what's not that he's likable in this but he's a lot more watchable <laughs> that that character that he played in the crown was just kind of hateable gotcha it feels like since doctor who and maybe it's just because that was the last time i cared about him but it feels like since doctor who he's made a lot of weird choices as to the characters he's played he has he's he's been involved in a lot of uh he's he's been trying a lot of different things <laughs> not all a handful of them great. Of, uh, nerdy projects that seem like they should be sure bets like oh i'm gonna be in a marvel movie but it's gonna be morbius i think he was in like one of the really bad terminator projects too like he just gets involved in these like, all right, this this should be good. Oh, oh, it's not good. <laughs> it's whatever he did it is. This indie movie right after Doctor Who that like looked like it was interesting, but I don't think anybody saw it. <laughs> so anyway, House of the Dragon. We're sticking with it for now. Uh, good stuff, but like, do better. Okay. Or yeah. I'm just gonna, it, or, or the amount I yell at my TV is just going to go up. Not that anyone making that show really cares if I yell at my TV or not. <laughs> but your husband does. He's no, doing it really. with me, so. <laughs> Excellent. What else have you been watching, Chris? Oh, me? I got to go next? All yeah. right. Um, well, I was going to talk about Andor because, I mean, I'm me. Yeah. But uh, it's only tracks. three episodes in, so I'll just, I'll just say. <laughs> 
it's i love it so far uh, but we'll see where it goes no i want to talk about cobra kai <laughs> cobra kai uh, so the fifth season of Cobra Kai aired, and uh, I really hope that the next season is its last. Yeah, okay. As long as we're on the same page here. Not bad. I loved season five. I thought it was great. But you're you're done. You're it's over. It, <laughs> you, it very you, thin. you did it. And because I and, and they did they did it well. Like the uh they wrapped up Terry Silver in a real good way. Uh, Danny and uh, Johnny aren't enemies anymore. They're straight up friends. Like D- Danny goes over there trying to pick a fight with Johnny, and Johnny's not having it. Like everyone's getting their shit together, um, which is wonderful to see. Uh, even that Tory girl is like coming around to the the not so dark side of things, and like the show is is it's running its course. Um, there is just like there's just enough for one more season. Like that, that's there's just barely enough sitting in there, simmering for one more proper season. And uh, <laughs> wait, I, have I finished this season? Did they uh-huh. actually go and do the tournament? No, okay. and that's one of the things that they could do in a final season. Okay, a worldwide tournament. Okay. I remember, I remember, like that's where I was. I when like this new tournament came out of nowhere. Um, like it was, I thought that was really cool because th- this show. It seems like it's the world, right? And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh no, this all these tournaments, all this karate supremacy is just like one this county. one county. <laughs> and then like this worldwide tournament shows up. And like I've never even heard of you people, like. Because you guys are just this karate situation in this one county. We're a worldwide organization. We don't give a shit who you are. You have to prove yourself to us. Like, yeah, all right. Kind of, kind of given a little bit more uh, understanding of how insular this really is. Even though it, that's what it's like. Especially when you're a kid. You know, your area. That's your world. And uh, I, 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 I liked that. I liked that there was this. Uh, this fun uh, uh, worldwide tournament coming up. I like the timing makes sense too because like the kids are you know getting to be like graduating from high school, so they that would be the time that they would become a little bit more aware of the outside world. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It was it was it was a it was a genius move, and it would be a really great cap to the series because we didn't we they never settled on a name for their uh, mm. Miyagi Fang or whatever you want to call it. They never. <laughs> They never settled on a name for that. Um, John Kreese broke out of jail. <laughs> well, I, I do like the, where they were doing the flip back where, like, all of a sudden he's fighting 47 people in prison, but it's the younger John Kreese. Like, come on. It was a little Stop heavy-handed, it. but that's Stop this it. show, so Stop <laughs> like, it. Right, I'm good with it. Go ahead. Yeah. Have at it. <laughs> I was watching that whole scene. I'm thinking, like, man, this is... Is really on the nose, <laughs> but you, yeah, go ahead. You're having fun. You're, you're having fun. Go ahead. Probably, oh, cause, you know, probably at least partly because that guy is too old to like do all that fighting himself. Yeah, I don't think Martin Co was taking down all those people. Like, which is just which, not convincingly. Which is fine. That's fine. Then let him use his words to, like, 
they have his younger version fighting the people in the prison current day. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a supposed to be pers- It's a metaphor. It's, it's a metaphor thing. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> he wasn't literally, he didn't literally morph into his younger self. You're supposed to be, as the viewer, oh, he's he's channeling his younger self, who, he's, who he really believes he is at his core. Because they, they did this whole psychological thing with him, like getting a, this psyche valve. And I was like, oh, man, are they going to try to do a... A redemption arc for Kreese? I don't know how I feel about that. And they're like, fuck no. (laughs) This dude is evil as shit. (laughs) He's just got to remember exactly how evil he was at his prime. And like, I thought it was genius the way they broke broke him out of jail. I mean, fucking unrealistic. Of course, this show doesn't take place on Earth. And that's fine. (laughs) It's, it's, It's super fine by me. I, I love the ridiculousness of it. Ridiculousness of it. I love that they brought what's his name, Terry, the, the kid that Terry Silver hired in Karate Kid Three to torment Danny. I love that they brought him back. <laughs> the, the 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 furniture salesman. The furniture salesman guy. Yeah, I love love that they brought him back, and he was like a totally normal dude. He just he grew up. Just, he just he grew out of being a weird, wacky ass sociopath and just turned into a furniture salesman. It's like that's that's great. So all they like they did. They did all of it, right? They've they've did Karate Kid one, two, and three. The only thing they haven't even sniffed is next Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying get Hillary Swank on that show for ages. And if you're ever gonna do it, final now's season. the time, right? <laughs> final season. They I loved what they did with Chosen, bringing him in. Like they just kind of made him. Uh, there was a point where Chosen, Danny, uh, Chosen. Uh, Johnny and uh, uh, what's his face from Karate Kid 3 were all like teamed up and it was like man this is all three of the villains from the old Karate Kid movies the heel turned to good guys and like this is this is super fun (laughs) this is is really fun to watch I mean it's yeah it's completely ridiculous but it's I, I, I thought it was a really a really brilliant chunk of television just like it was as good as the show's ever been um, which is again way better than it has any right to be, <laughs> considering yeah. what it is. But it's a uh, it's got to end. I, I really thought this could have and should have been the final season. And I really, if they didn't, they could have tied up those loose ends this season. Absolutely, they didn't have to make this season what it was, as open ended as it was. Not that it's super open ended, but five would have been done. Five would have been good. Six, they they pulled off five, but like it was close you know <laughs> like yeah. it, would, it never even bordered on bad never never even got near bad but it, like it's getting a little can, silly at times though like it's getting i mean like we're watching it and enjoying it and you're like yeah go ahead you're, you're having fun but like there are some like kooky scenes in some of these episodes where i was like i thought this show was trying to be better then that like when you know what okay when he goes to the furniture store and he confronts it like oh that's a great turn yes he's a normal dude oh i beat everybody up and like fine that 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 just seemed less than the show has been doing previously you know and you turn the corner and chosen has everybody outside you gotta you know call the call the ambulance or some such stuff i was it, it you are absolutely right it is it is stretching it thin like it's time to wrap this up and 
seeing the next right that was what it was called the next karate kid show yeah, that was an, that was an awful movie <laughs> so. that was a really really bad movie and like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be that heartbroken if they didn't touch on it but i feel like at this point they kind of have to have because to. they've gone and like karate kid two and three aren't good movies either and nope. they went and took those and turned them into <laughs> this. Like, okay, so I, was... <laughs> I, I, I can't say that I agree that this is more silly than it has been previously, but it is, I 100% agree that it is time for this to end before it gets bad because it could very easily turn very south. And this show has an unreasonably good run so far. Like, it never should have gotten as far as it did. It never should have been as good as it's been. And, like, they're just kind of brushing up against... They haven't reached bad yet, but they're brushing up against it, and they need to stop before they do. Finish on this next season and call it a day. You've got so much more win than you ever should have gotten out of this premise. End it. It's called quit while you're ahead. Yeah. Exactly. There's a, there's uh, a and it's fun. Go ahead. No, nope. no, go ahead. Well, it, when we finished watching this that season, uh, and you brought up the idea of bringing back Hillary Swank, I was like, "Yeah, what the hell she's been up to? Like, what has she got to do that's better than being on this?" Like the very next day, <laughs> I saw a, a sponsored ad in my feed because technology is creepy and she's gonna be on some like abc drama that's premiering this season i was like oh that's what she's doing that's not better than this no come on we can we can work out the schedule there she's the only other person that we know that trained with mr miyagi you have to assume that that julie and daniel know each other to some extent Mm -hmm. and if they're gonna go to this worldwide tournament I feel like they're going to need some help. And I thought they were going to need some help with Terry Silver, and it wound up being fucking chosen, which I did not see coming a billion miles away. But that worked out. Shouldn't have worked as well as it did, but it did. But you've played that card now. If you're going to do one more season, you got to pull out something else ridiculous. Because, like, Karen came up with a good idea for how Kreese could be a proper villain. Because it's not like he's getting Cobra Kai back, but he could get himself involved in another dojo somewhere else in the world to get to be a part of this tournament mm-hmm. so like you know you could make this shit work you could absolutely make this shit work just how <laughs> just be careful man you, you're you're playing with my heart here <laughs> this, this, this show is way too good kill it while it's a kill it while it's good so my favorite scene in season five is when um johnny and chosen are walking somewhere and Chosen's like, yeah, I saw him fight a tsunami. Well, I tried to kill And they go back and forth about how good Danny is. <laughs> oh, that was adorable. Yeah. This is talking about... All the, I love how Johnny looks at him like when Chosen's explaining the weird shit that went down in Karate Kid 2. Like... <laughs> Yeah, well, I tried to. This why he was like, yes. Well, I he survived a, a typhoon and saved a little girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what the fuck happened? That and in, I think it was the third. The girlfriend from the third movie shows up. I as didn't the even cousin recognize of his her. Wife. Like, come on. That I love a... that. What a what a fun and little a connection. But I did not recognize her until the flashback. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, it's I like, didn't either. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's who that's supposed to be. That's that's amazing. Uh, I I think that's hilarious that that's that's how you're working her in here. That she's a she's a, his wife's cousin. cousin. Yeah, it's cute. That's funny because I liked her. She was she was pretty likable. It was a fun episode. Yeah. Kid three. That was a good episode. Man, I, I kind of like they're doing a thing where, like, when they have a TV show where it's a you know primarily a mu- like it has a musical em- element to every episode, and eventually, like, you get a couple seasons in and they find reasons for even the people who have no reason to sing a song to sing a song. Yes. They, like that's what they're doing with the fighting, like where even his <laughs> wife ended up in a bar fight. <laughs> I'm sorry when they they were introducing themselves to the. The, the new tournament commissioners and she's like something something LaRusso karate karate adjacent that's <laughs> <laughs> a great line come on it was adorable alright and the show with the kids has been uh, you know the kids have been fine too I'm, I'm glad Miguel and uh, what's his nuts sorted their shit out and, you know what's his nuts <laughs> The, the Mexico trip was as short as I could have hoped for it to be. You know, it was out in like an episode or two. I was like, all right, good. Didn't stretch that shit out. That's good. Miguel met his dad. He's a complete shit. And uh, they didn't do anything else with it. They were like, okay, we told the story we needed to tell. We're not making him into a supervillain or drawing out any more stupid people doing stupid stuff. It just is what it is. And I was, I was okay by that. <laughs> Worked for me. I feel like Danny's son is just like a useless character they keep trying yeah to they really tried so to they really more. tried to do something with him this season um i liked him as a foil for that i want to see shit work out for that uh that other kid that kenny. Um, for kenny that uh robbie was trying to you know do right by with cobra kai mm-hmm. i want to see something positive work out with him because uh that's another good reason to have a, a final season is to see uh something good come out of that kid because that was his whole arc was just heartbreaking like, and in just a perfect example of how Johnny became who he was in the original Karate Kid movie, like just how easy it is to warp young people. Uh, and that that shit was it was powerful to watch, and it was heartbreaking to watch. And I love that that's what kind of turned Robbie to to realize that the shit's more important than. Karate. Than, than just karate. It's like <laughs> nothing is more important than karate. You shut your pie hole. Yeah, that's true. I love Cobra Kai. I'm glad it's a. I'm glad it's a show. I want it to end on a high note. I want it to finish and be done while it's still great. Because holy shit, that show is way better than it should be. Well, here, good. Here. I'm glad you guys are all enjoying it so much. It's fun to listen to you kind of chat about it. Uh, I was very quiet because I I haven't really watched much, and my only contribution to the show has been when they were. When there was a, a scene in Mexico where there was a fight with a surfboard and I, I had to yell to Evan because he had exited the room for a second that he was missing important plot points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true. She did. So, uh, all right. Well, to wrap up the first half, then I will just share um, the only thing I really still want to talk about is Motherland Fort Salem because I've been working. Oh, God, this month. Um, I haven't had a day off since the first weekend in September. So, um I haven't really had a lot of time to watch things either, Uh, and it's just been back and forth between either Walking Dead and Motherland Fort Salem, but I'm almost done with Motherland Fort Salem, and uh, I just, I love this show, you guys. I, like, 
there are some serious CW moments on this show. Like, oof. Um, but I'm just not mad about it and like i i think the thing about the show that i love the most is just the lore the special effects the way that they um created a whole language it's funny because one of the things that um i really loved when you guys were talking about game of thrones and uh house of the dragon like uh, one of the things that i find fascinating about the show is that they actually had the same person who created um some of the language used in game of thrones made uh um made a language for this show uh yeah and i i thought that that was like it's it's so cool i just love so many aspects of this show because they did it feels like they planned it like it's three seasons the that's it it's wrapped up in 30 episodes um oh it's over yeah it it aired yeah it concluded (laughs) in august uh so it's it's done um but I think one of the things I love is like the casting, for example, they just, you know, they have a really diverse cast of people. Uh, and it, like, one of the main actresses, so there's the way that the show is structured, I don't know if I've really talked about the plot. Um, but basically, when the Salem witch trials were happening, there was an actual witch. Uh, she came out as a witch uh, and used the, her song, and that's how witches share their power so everything is based on their vocal cords and um i'd say like 90 percent of it is because evan and i talked about like one of the dumb things that happened on the show that didn't really have anything to do with that but that's besides the point um but it's things like uh they they have this like sound where they have to match certain pitches and tones and then their hearing is you know very adapted for that which makes me it's just reminiscent of like speaking Mandarin or Cantonese where you have to be so in tune with pitch in order to clearly speak those languages. And, um, it's just fascinating because like they talk about like song connecting everybody and then they have like their science that they've built around it. And this whole world, this whole, it's a modern day world where, uh, the women really are the ones with the power uh in many situations among witches at least but they're sort of segregated from the rest of society and then when they're interacting you watch how these women go from being revered in the very first episode where you see these girls being conscripted um to being completely shunned in the third season and it's all based on uh political distortion and uh propaganda and lies and then you know building fear among a community and there are definitely parallels drawn between things like uh like what happened with Judaism and the Holocaust um the third season right now which is are being made to wear um certain like collars that like block their vocal cords but also clearly declare to everyone that they are witches they have a curfew their rights are being taken away people are allowed to just storm into their homes like there's just a lot of things where you see like there was persecution of witches but now there's going to be persecution of witches in the modern day and it's uh, I don't know. I just I think it's interesting, and I think the way that they have these relationships formed between the characters, there are definitely times where I've watched the show and been like, okay, some of this feels rushed or forced, but overall, I get what they're going for. I understand what they're trying to to build here, um, 
And it's a whole lot of worlds. It's a whole lot of, of really fun and interesting uses of magic and what they do and how their enemy, um, the enemies in the show end up, uh, you find out that they, there's this old enemy that has come back that can mimic the witch's power by uh, mimicking the pitches and tones of their vocal cords. And then at some point, they actually start harvesting the vocal cords. Um, and it's, yeah, it's like really, it's intense. Uh, and the show's definitely like, it's a supernatural drama um, for sure. But I I just think like, I don't know, it, it's really cool how they've done some of the special effects. Um, they have this thing called the mycelium, which is, it's basically like this mushroom that connects to everything in the world, but it's what the witches draw their power from. Uh, or mycelium, mycelium, that's what it is. Uh, and like one of the witches ends up like inside of it and you get to see how that functions but there's an effect where like somebody is transported in into it and out of it and like it's beautiful like it's abs it's just it's so gorgeous um and i think it's just fun to kind of see something where i feel like it's sort of drawing parallels between things i'm feeling about um political divides in our country currently um, but it's so far outside the realm of what we experience that it's, I can still get lost a little. There's still some escapism in it. Um, and I don't know, like I said, the cast is really diverse. There's good representation. One of the main characters, um, is gay. And then, uh, there's another character who at first I thought was non-binary, but it turns out that the character is trans and the way that they approached it, it just happened in one of the recent episodes, um, they talked about how they didn't know where they fit because there are male witches in this world. Um, they're not nearly as common and they're, they're kind of, they're almost like second class to the female witches. Um, but their training is very different and this person didn't know where they fit. They didn't know which school they were supposed to go into. They didn't know what their training was going to look like or what their future was supposed to be and how they had to navigate that space. And I just thought that it was kind of interesting because they approached it in a way that felt um, respectful, but also insightful to how other people would feel, you know, in actual reality and dealing with navigating social spaces Um and I just thought that that was a really nice way to do that and, and a very human moment that they put in the show and it didn't feel like it was something that was forced. It felt like something that was just like, hey, yeah, this would be a conversation that would happen among two people that are spending time in this space together and they've all had to navigate their own identities and their experiences and what the world looks like for them and this is what this person's experience was. Um and like I said, the cast, like from around the world, there's literally, um, one of the main characters is South African. Uh, the other one is from British Columbia, uh, oh, Canada for anyone who doesn't know that, sorry. <laughs> um, and then there's another one who's from Belgium, uh, and then another character who's like from Texas. Um, but I liked seeing, like, you can sort of, every now and then you can sort of hear an accent start to come through and I'll always be like, oh, where's this person from? Um, but like, you know, there's still things that the show addresses, like Native American people having their land taken and, um, 
the desperation that's created for people who feel like they are being in situations where they are helpless or less than and the deals that they have to make and um I don't know. I just love the different types of magic and skill sets and I'm I'm never not going to be a sucker for magic, but this this show has great this, the witchy vibes in this show are absolutely great. I'm really glad I grabbed this this just on yeah, a whim for you. Like. It was so random, but honestly, like I just I genuinely love this show, and it's on Freeform. So anyone who has Disney, I don't know if you have to pay for that separately from like Disney Channel's stuff. I don't really know how that streaming is, system yeah. works. Um, but yeah, like it's just I don't know. I, I this show is so cool. Like. I'm not going to say it's the most well-written show or even, like, the best-acted show, but I think that it's a really wonderfully unique premise. Uh, if there is anything else out there like it, yeah, there's always going to be some things. I, I, I want to caveat that with, I know there's always going to be some things that sort of have parallels and, you know, nothing is completely original, but I haven't really seen anything else like this, and I think it's super cool. Um, hmm. So that's that's it. Like... I love this ancient winch language. I love their weird powers. Uh, I love where the story is going. And um, yeah, I, I just hope it continues to ple be as pleasing and fun and interesting as it has been because I only have like three episodes yeah, left. Yeah, three, three and a third left. So. Yeah. Should so. be all right. It takes a horrible that turn. This show is on Hulu if you are looking forward <clears> on the <throat> stuff. Cool. Thank you. Coo -coo -coo. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, yeah, I was trying to figure out where people could watch it, so I appreciate that. Because um, for me, what I just saw is, like, it's on Freeform, and then I guess, like, I don't know, it says you can watch it on YouTube with a premium subscription, but, like, why would you? Who has premium YouTube? Yeah. I mean, really? Dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so that's it. Um, I will finally be done talking about this the next time we do this, because uh, I won't have any else now. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know what the hell I'm supposed to watch. Man, there's just so many cool things about this show. <laughs> there really are. And I just feel like there is a part, like, I'm just going to put this out there. I don't always want to get into, like, the whole, like, women and rage and controversy and blah, blah, But, like, I think very much so that there is a there is an inner part of this, of me, that, like, loves the celebration that I feel that there is of women in the show and the issues that are addressed for women in the show, as well as the fact that I think that, like, one of the things that they do is they wield their power and they they have to yell sometimes and the way that they have to yell and the way that they're that they it talks about like putting their energy and their emotion into it and i think every now and then every one of us wishes we could yell and it would like put out a blast that would like knock someone through a wall you know i just i don't know why i would feel that way but every now and then i think about it so <laughs> That's it for the first half, guys. We're going to take a break. Uh, stick with us. We've got some good commercials coming up for you. And if you don't like them, listen to them anyway, because you love us. And we'll be back. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content, available now from our partners and geekade.com. Hi, everyone. Chris here. Podcast listening is free, but podcast creation is not. That's why the Geekade Patreon exists. In an effort to help us pay the bills, we've got a Patreon page set up where you can gain access to our monthly podcast topic schedule, get early access to many of our shows, and more. 
If you'd like to help support Geekade and keep these shows running week after week, head over to the Geekade Patreon page, linked in the show notes of this very podcast. First up, Geekade's got a new podcast. After years of Chris talking about how much he loves video game music, he's decided to take the terrifying plunge into the world of talking about how much he loves non-video game music. He's often been under the impression that he has less than great taste in music, but darn it, he loves this stuff and he wants other people to hear why. But it's not just Chris. So his Wave Back co-host Matt is also with him on this journey, and he's also sharing the music he loves so it's going to be a show about discovery and hopefully at the very least interesting music or not interesting music that you can hate uh if that sounds like fun be sure to check out our very first episode which was chris's pick be kind and give it a listen to turning tracks episode one fountains of fountains of wayne okay Uh, cool (laughs) i'm actually excited about this (laughs) <laughs> I thought first I, I was trying to, I, was, I was curious that, that that one bit you said sounded loaded about music that you can hate. I was like, oh no, does she hate Fountains of Wayne? I hadn't read this yet because I like to be surprised as I read these, which is really you know professional. Professional at its finest. Yeah. Yes, but uh, no, I, I I'm I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. Well, Chris likes Fountains of Wayne. It's his pick. Yeah, well, I, I understand that. I want to hear what Matt that. has to say about it. I want to hear Matt just tear it a new one. <clears throat> Next, this week's Stone Age Gamer podcast was a long one. Not only did Dan and Chris go in-depth of what they've been playing, they also covered the recent Nintendo Direct and PlayStation State of Play presentations. In addition, in addition to their feature topic, the September 10, 20, 30, 40, where they discussed the games that came out 10, 20, 30, and 40 years ago this month. Dan also had to fill a about uh, 12 and a half minutes of dead air because Chris's stomach decided to wage war against him during the latter part of the show. How did Dan fill that time? Did Chris survive his trip to the bathroom? Find out in the Stone Age Gamer podcast, episode 430, Full of Chemicals. Spoiler alert, Chris is here, so... Best line Chris ever said was, <laughs> the battle is over, but the war is far from done. And he was talking <laughs> the about... The battle was ta- won, but the war is far from over. <laughs> he was talking about taking a shit. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was adults. so sad that when you mentioned that you laughed at that, Dan didn't remember what we were talking about because Dan laughed his ass off. Oh my god! I, and oh, listening to Dan try to fill it, he, it was uncomfortable. But I left it all. In there. I can't wait to listen to it. Wait, you left it all in there? Yeah, Dan did not shut up. He kept talking for 12 minutes. That doesn't mean people want to know. You do it. I leave it in there. There was... was, uh, All right. So if anyone who listens to Zach listens to this, tell me. Tell me if you made it. Go ahead, Karen. Sorry. Finally, it's Akatel. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Nailed it. Leaving that in there, too. Uh, As well, you should. Oh boy, waffles. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Finally, it's acapella time, bitches. Or should I say, aca bitches? 
<laughs> Sean, Paul, and Chris reached the letter P this month, and they landed on the comedy classic Pitch Perfect as their choice. It also happens to be that movie's anniversary, and there just so happened to be a showing of it at their local theater, which meant they all saw this one together, and I was there too! <laughs> but how did they feel about this movie involving Anna Kendrick forgoing her DJ aspirations to get involved in the cult-like cutthroat and surprisingly barf-filled world of competitive acapella? Find out in a theater near you, episode 19, Pitch Perfect. You better have loved it or I'm subscribing. I have a question. What's for Q? Next month. Oh, um... I wrote it down. Quickly down under. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> it was it was it was Paul's pick again, and it was actually the easiest way for me to do that would be just look at the text message chain because that's where we vote. And vote? There's a voting was... process. <laughs> you haven't listened to the show. Uh, no. So we, uh, yeah, we all we all say what our picks are, and then we all vote. Uh, we, we the it's three of us. Very democratic. Vote oh. on a. I what feel, it's going to be. I thought you were doing it like we do, where you cycle through. No, no. we All uh, all three of us come up with a, the next uh, options for the next episode, and it's a... Uh, looks like... Oh, it's Quick Change. Okay. Oh, right. Okay. It's, uh, Bill Murray, Gina Davis, mm-hmm. something about a clown. Yep. Uh, I've never seen it. I've never heard of it, so I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Side note, not to be in the podcast, but Owen just threw up all over the floor behind you, hun, so... For all this and more from us and our partners, <laughs> be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. <laughs> Leaving it in. <laughs> okay. And we're back. Hello. Welcome. Returneth. How much Come did you love in. those commercials? Did you take your bathroom break? Did you win the war? <laughs> anyway, we are here to talk about the 100, which is another type of war of sorts. It's a war between space, radiation, humans, and more death. humans than death. Two-headed deer. Two-headed deer. It was really sort two of. faces. There wasn't it was a like second more like head. like one and a half-headed deer. <laughs> um... So, yeah, uh, all right, guys, uh, I'm going to give a quick description, as I always like to do. So the 100 is a dystopian space show, um, but it doesn't really happen in space. Uh, It largely (laughs) happens when um, people return to the Earth. Uh, The the (laughs) more well-written premise is when nuclear Armageddon destroys civilization on Earth, the only survivors are those on the 12 international space stations in orbit at the time. Three generations later, the 4,000 survivors living on the space arc of Link Station see their resources dwindle and face draconian measures established to ensure humanity's future. Desperately looking for a solution, the arc's leaders send 100 juvenile prisoners back to the planet to test its habitability. Having always lived in space, the exiles find the planet fascinating and terrifying, but with the fate of the human race in their hands, they must forge a path into the unknown. Or try to say, fuck everyone in space, we hope they die. Uh, no, that wasn't in the description. But um, Should have been. Yeah, so basically, you know, a bunch of kids who are imprisoned for anything from existing to doing dumb shit like trying to grow weed and steal it and smoke it, uh, they're all imprisoned and they're all sentenced to die 
but instead of death, they are granted the opportunity to maybe die if uh, the Earth is still uninhabitable. Don't, don't, it's not like they say, um, it's not like cake or death. No, it's not. They don't have the option. They're oh, yeah, thrown true. into the ship, and that's the ship true. is ejected. Yeah, they're literally <laughs> thrown into a ship that's like also a hundred-year-old tech, and they're like, "All right, peace out, bitches. Good luck. We put some bracelets on you, so if you die, we'll know." Ish. Um, ish. Yeah. So, like, you know, the kids get down to Earth and do the things that unsupervised children would do, what teenagers would do, who also are apparently juvenile delinquents. Um, you know, they and party idiots. And- <laughs> Wait, what now? And idiots. And oh, idiots, yeah. yeah. Right. They party, they make great choices, uh, they seek attention where it's unnecessary, and then they decide that um, because one of them feels that he and his sister are at risk, he should convince everyone in space that they're dead and that it's not safe to come down. Uh, and meanwhile, in space, other things happen, like um, an attempted who <laughs> maybe, uh, you know, Someone else almost dies because she saves someone who gets shot. Um, I don't know. Political space drama. Um, (laughs) Space politics. They're great. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Then, you know, we follow these uh, weird children who are on Earth doing weird things uh, as a small group of them who actually has their wits about them decides to go look for supplies that were supposedly dropped nearby, but apparently they're on the wrong mountain. Dun, dun, dun. So now, thank you for that. So now these, um, four, five would be, would be (laughs) heroes are trekking through the woods to get the supplies. But wait, Let's do some gratuitous teenage ass shots while we go swim in the water and then someone nearly gets eaten by a snake. But don't forget, that's not where the story ends, folks. Because after this, they're going to survive this weird water snake thing. Everything's going to be great because everyone will have their pants on again. They're going to swing across a gorge that's apparently there now because they're scared to go near the water or whatever. Um... One of them does it. Woo! Tarzan moment. Let's celebrate. Boom, spear to the chest. That is by far the... The the others show up, and they've been on the Lost Island this whole time. And where the hell did they get that vine from? Right? If the vine's at the halfway point between the gorge, between where they are and where they want to be, how did they reach it in the first place to use it to swing across? Spider-Man physics. Sure. Boo. There you go. Doesn't matter. I watched the entirety of this show... Going, man, this is so CW. Oh, yeah. So, so CW is almost WB. Like, that's how CW <laughs> this show was. <laughs> okay. The W wrapped around like, pretty it hard. Really, it went all the way. For anyone who doesn't know, this is a CW show. Oh, so. shit, yeah. Heavy duty. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, you haven't watched enough <sighs> CW. If you could tell, you still haven't watched enough CW. You should the, watch more of this. The, the lengths in which they force relationships and enter okay oh what's all the matter it, princess all of it was fine it was fine Ugh. that guy called her princess one more time and then they tried to make it sound endearing I was like, <laughs> yeah boom. how dare you all of it was worth it because as soon as he swung across i looked at my loving wife and i says if that motherfucker doesn't get eaten by a motherfucking shark jumping out as he swings i'm done with this show and he made it to the other side i'm like i'm done i'm done oh no i'm not because that's a spear in his chest <laughs> the art with that on. 
<laughs> yeah, like I thought the same thing. It was like, yeah, no, he's going to get eaten by something because this is going way too well. They're all celebrating like crazy, like, yes, we are happy. It's happy, joyous times. Like, all right, well, asteroid's going to hit him in the head or a giant bear is going to come out and eat. Oh, spear of the chest. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> guys, 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 you really forgot one thing. They've been living on a space station for a hundred years and everyone on Earth is dead. These kids have not seen TV before. That's a good point. <laughs> a solid point. I tell you, the first thing that I wrote down, uh, besides, hey, it's April O'Neil, um, <laughs> because, of course, that's what I recognize her from. And it took me a while to realize that the, the, the evil dude was Desmond from Lost, because I fucking love Desmond. Mm-hmm. And he's so hateable here, and he doesn't have his adorable accent. So fuck that. Um, but I, I, I'm going to ask you now, do you guys want me to give you future things about the show and spoil it for it? Like, give all the spoilers? I'm not going to watch any more of it, so okay. yeah. Okay. Spoil it. Spoil it. Hold, hold on. I, okay. <laughs> Before you do that, go, Chris. Yeah. The thing I wanted to say was they've all got really nice hair and makeup given their circumstances. Right. I was going to yeah, like, down the, to the dude, eyebrow the- grooming. Like, they are well-groomed. Really well-groomed. You saw the guy like, that got shot or, like, he was bleeding, <laughs> like, his intestines was out. That man came up holding his belly. He's like, nope. I'm in charge again. Everything is fine. What the fuck is going on on this ship? They are very into being being as attractive as possible. Like, they've been living on a spaceship with barely enough life support. And, like, these people are just CW trimmed to perfection. They like, may not have enough life support, but they definitely have enough shampoo. They they are they are <laughs> swimming in Revlon. You can't eat it, but it sure makes you look nice. You guys want to live a little longer? Maybe you should use some of that water for like I don't know, drinking. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So so yeah. Go ahead and spoil away. What's up with the others? Like, uh, all right. Where so they come from? I do want to show you guys one thing because I just think it's kind of hilarious. Uh, oh my God. This is hold on. I have I have two. I actually have two. Okay, so you see what Octavia is like now. She's kind of fucking terrible. Octavia. Who is Octavia? Octavia was the one who's like I I existed. Meh. She's the one who got the bit gr- by the snake. The gratuitous butt shot. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was oh, just like wow. <laughs> they really just just. Oh, like this is even... why she was hired. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they're going to kill her off right after that. Okay, so she's fine. So she's been dragged under a dragged underwater by a, a weird mutant snake for like five minutes, but she's just got some ketchup on her leg. What is it? What this is... is Octavia's future in like four seasons. She's She got braids. She literally becomes the leader <laughs> of a fucking warrior tribe and becomes one of the most boss characters on the entire show. That second picture's not her. So. <laughs> what the hell? This is such a. It's, yeah. It's definitely just, CW, though. You see, that's all sorts of CW. Yeah. You oh, can just yeah. change the colors slightly and it's the fucking arrow. It's the arrowverse right there in that second picture. Yeah, like. It's just it's ridiculous how much the char- the characters change and it's funny cuz you're talking about like what they do with like the hair and the makeup and I want to share with you like one of their attempts to try and make the hair look more realistic on the show 
and, and I mean, look just greasy. even in that first picture you sent, look at how well trimmed her eyebrows are. Yep, she's got a couple of smudges like laying <laughs> oh. around, but that she is. She's got the eye makeup flawless. <laughs> yeah. the, the eyebrows are perfectly plucked. They're on fleek. <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is uh, the this part of the show, in my opinion, never really goes away. But the way that this show evolves, so that like pretty much, you find out in the next couple episodes, obviously, that there are other people that are living on Earth, and there is like a tribe of people that have survived the radiation poisoning somehow. And they all have two faces. And, no. Um, And then you, like, as the show progresses, you find, like, different tribes of people who have different ways of existing, one of whom is, like, this group of people who never dealt with the radiation and survived in, like, a bunker of some kind, and then they send people out in, like, these fucking... Like, you know, like the radioactive suits for mm-hmm. like those hazmat style, whatever. Um, and they like live inside this mountain. And then at some point, like Clark, so Clark and Bellamy end up being two of the main leaders in the show. But at some point, like Clark has to make a choice and she fucking like kills everybody in the mountain. Um, <laughs> like Clark. Clark is the blonde. Yeah. Okay. Princess. Um, yeah. Like a lot of these characters, the choices that they make, this thing, the things that they deal with, the evolution of like where these stories go, it's just nuts. And it gets to the point where like the people that are in space, like they do start coming down from space, but there are other things that happen as well. And like it's just crazy because this goes from this like oh man we have this sophisticated space technology and we really need to figure everything out to like warrior tribes like a large part of this just ends up being fucking warrior tribes and then it's like figuring out which warrior tribe is going to murder the other warrior tribe or one tribe will rule them all um (laughs) And then, like, then then it gets into this fucking crazy AI that starts taking over people's heads. And, like, <laughs> I can't even fuck? tell you. It the goes it goes fuck? so many different places and so many different directions. So one of the tribes, they have this person that they worship as, like, their leader and their goddess. And it turns out it's always a person who they have this AI chip that they don't understand how the technology works. But it's a fucking AI chip that they put into a person so that every time a new person gets it they're like retaining the identity of everyone who had the chip before them Mm -hmm. but then it goes into this whole thing with like what if someone else took over the ai and started to uh figure out how to give chips to other people and then that ai started to take over everybody who was using those chips like this show goes so many fucking crazy weird directions it is nuts it is absolutely fucking bonkers and i never actually got to the end of the show i they eventually get to the point where all of the space tribe people end up doing whatever the fuck they're gonna do um desmond ends up actually being a really he was a a stupid character who becomes a more complex character who actually becomes a good character uh in the show and as far as i know he sticks around for quite a long while um and then eventually they get off the planet again and they have to 
leave Earth. I can't remember why. I think they basically fucked it up and they caused like a nuclear explosion and like the whole Earth was going to be all fucked up again. So they end up running away on a spaceship and then like a hundred years later they found a new planet and that's where the end of the fourth season was I think and and season five I have absolutely no idea what happens like I have no idea how the show ended but it ended in 2020 um I it's yeah here's here's a big issue that I have the um I have a lot of big issues, but no, I, I like the premise of this show. I yeah. hate the execution, but yeah. I, I was genuinely interested in the premise of this show. Mm-hmm. My One of my biggest gripes is like, all right, so Lost has a lot of stupid shit going on in it too, right? Mm-hmm. I loved Lost because, you know, when you, you're on the island and then like, oh, they're not alone. Like that, that was interesting. That was kind of scary. It was just kind of, kind of wild. But like you kind of went in, they didn't explicitly tell you they're the only people on this island. This show explicitly said everyone on Earth is dead except for the people who survived up here. Mm-hmm. And then in the first fucking episode, it it be- betrays that by saying, "Never mind, people were alive this whole time." Mm-hmm. Like that's not a twist. You just fucking lied to me. Yeah, <laughs> that that that's what that is. That's shitty writing right there. Yeah, like all they had to do was say, like, nobody knows what happened on Earth or something like that. They should never have explicitly said, everyone on Earth is dead, because that's a fucking lie. Yeah. And you want to, you, you just undercut your own premise in the first episode. It's fucking stupid. How dare you, show? Well, I the for me, it was just the fact that it showed how little they knew about what the fuck was going on. Um, also, it turns out, I'm looking this up on Wikipedia, because I was just curious. I was like, oh, it ended, like, was it season four or season five that I was watching? How many seasons were there? Well, don't worry. It turns out there were seven seasons, and apparently the seventh season somehow, it looks, supposedly they they shut down filming in 2020 because of the pandemic and i don't know that the show ever actually had a conclusion Hmm. um huh but one of the things it says is like when you look at critical responses a lot of things that people were writing was that like it takes time for the series to warm up the thing that i felt was an issue is that if you see how they structured this first episode, I'm not sure where I would drop you into this show that you could understand what the fuck was happening and then still be engaged enough to want to keep watching. It's kind of like Dollhouse in that way. Like, so, yeah. Remember how, how different Dollhouse oh. was by the time it ended than when it started? Yes, Apocalyptic Future. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was wacky. Uh, not bad, but like, whew, that was weird. Uh, I wanted to mention that they really wanted to use that radioactive song. Uh, the, uh, right? the music cues, music cues in this episode were pretty special, but like, I really did not like that song, and they really liked that song. Like, yeah. yes, this well, is what the, the kids like. I mean, it was at the time that this indeed. this show started. I'm I'm estimating. Yep. Like that was the height of fucking Imagination yeah. Dragons. Or yeah. Whatever the hell that Imagine Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. Sorry. I'm Imagination tired. Dragons. I have small children. I don't the know. only other thing that I wrote down was the whatever the hell we want was a Simpsons level angry mob chant. Like <laughs> that was fucking bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it's been so long since anyone watched The Simpsons that they didn't even know that that's what they were doing. <laughs> like, and the thing is, this like, is there's... something that would be a joke in a comedy show. And you're <laughs> yeah. trying to, you're trying to get me to take this bunch of goobers yelling whatever the hell we want. Seriously? Are you... <laughs> and the thing what? is, like, this first episode, like, there's just so many things that change over time like like so many of the characters like bellamy and clark the way that their characters evolve the amount that they suffer the things that they deal with um other characters like you know the the guy that was like uh fuck you like and he carves like the the son is gonna die but then he like spells die wrong because he's a fucking idiot he what ends up dick. actually being one of the most interesting characters on the show seasons later and it's like it's, and I'm not okay with that. Fuck you for doing that show. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's, but that's the thing is, like, there's, and, and, like, oh, and then this is the other thing. So, like, Clark in the show, I think she's bi or, like, I think she's bisexual, maybe pansexual. I'm not sure. Um, but she starts off with having, like, a male partner in the show. And then, like, we, uh, Karen, you had mentioned, like, the barrier gaze trope. There was a point at which the show did have something that seemed to, have that because uh clark ends up with a, a woman at some point on the show and literally the first time they i think it's like the first time that they're intimate the character dies like almost immediately after that and and like <gasps> she died from the like, gay right that's what yeah, happens the, the gay killed her <laughs> the yes. gay killed her so it's literally like oh look oh she switched sides guys and don't worry about it she's dead um and I, like to me it kind of I remember when I was watching it's been a few years now uh, but I do remember when I was watching I kind of felt like like the transition for her character was a bit forced um, I don't like I, I wasn't sure of the reason why they were doing that uh, in the show um, but I do know that like it also struck me as weird the way that they killed off the character and so like that's something that you know the show has made some weird choices but overall like this this show goes into such a different direction like i, I can't even where they started is so far from where where i don't want to say where it ends because i haven't seen the end but from where, where it, it ends goes. up yeah you know whose character doesn't grow in any way shape or form kelly mm-hmm. hugh you know the 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 I the best friend it, of the doctor. It's, yeah, the best friend, yeah. but she was in somehow related in relations with the guy who's trying to take over. Like she's like, you know, change your mind. She's my best friend. Like that sets up for a, that. She that's it. She does. She's never on the show again. That was <laughs> that was it. Doesn't show up anymore. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> The best friend is now gone. I thought she had more of a role. Nope, that was that was one of the. It, it's like okay. as you scroll down in like the IMDb, <laughs> this thing. This may be a spoiler. She never shows up again. <laughs> Interesting. Um, oh wait, hold on. Is this a J.J. Abrams? <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> no, I was very so confused. I d- no, there's a there's a quote. All right, so. It says there were so many damn lens flares that it got quite distracting. I had to check that it wasn't a a J.J. Abrams joint. Oh, okay. There were an excessive amount of lens flares. Yes. Like, the person did not know, don't point the camera at the sun. You don't do that. (laughs) Stop it. 
Um, oh. One thing I did like that's kind of a fun fact for anyone who does ever watch the show, um, the characters Clark and Bellamy uh, in real life are married. Which one was Bellamy? Um, he is the one who was like, we do whatever the hell we want. Uh, okay. Um, so I just I so thought that was uh, who is interesting. The, the kid that get the spear in his chest. That's Jasper. Okay, so Jasper. Yeah. As I was watching this, there's I am a big fan of of the Friday the Thirteenth, all of those movies, and by far one of my favorites is Jason X. Um, it's Jason Face. Okay. You don't say. Honey. I do, and I love that movie. Um, there is a character on that movie. In that movie. Sleeping bag kill. <laughs> there is a character in that movie in which uh, Jason. Okay, so Jason is frozen at one point in time, and he actually cuts off this character's arm because he falls out of the cryo chamber and cuts this young gentleman's arm off. That kid reminded me so much of Jasper. As soon as I saw him on screen, I'm like, this kid's going to die. I want this kid to die. It has to die. And the satisfaction, I've never felt more satisfaction than in ever seeing a a character get a spear in the chest. I didn't even (laughs) need to know where it came from, why it was there. As long as it was there, it made this 41 minutes of watching this show worth it for me. Of course it did. Oh, I do also want to point out that he didn't show up yet, but Ricky Whittle, the guy that was in um, American Gods. Okay. uh, Uh Uh-huh. I'm, he was in this show, and that's how I found out about him. So he's great. He was in two seasons of the show. Um, I I have a question, Angie. Yeah. Do you like this show? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't tell. Because the thing is, like, I know it's a CW show, so I don't rate it highly. I'm sorry. I just don't. Like, because I, I know I know what the CW does to television shows. Like, how many times have I talked about loving Supernatural and thinking it's one of my favorite shows of all time and still had to yell at the television screen while watching it because they did something stupid in the writing? Like, I, it's just, it's it's so unfortunate because I haven't watched the pilot of this show in a long time but like I said I wouldn't even know where to drop you in this to introduce you in a way that maybe you would actually want to come back because Mm. the pilot was way worse than I thought Um, I mean I understand that I mean because I have the same thing the affinity I guess you would call it for Sifi movies and television shows don't know why i will sit and watch them my i think it's just having the ability to shut the brain off and not hold it to the standard of you know other networks just something doesn't have to be good for it to be loved i mean i fucking love the street fighter movie with where julia it's terrible (laughs) but i love it to me it was a tuesday god Raul julia was a national treasure but yeah, so I I just appreciate you guys giving it the time. I I wish that I could have, like I said, picked a better episode or one at least that would be further along in the seasons that would have more interest. Um, the characters. No man, I get it. I understand. I, <laughs> if I had caught this when it was brand new, maybe I would have stuck with it. Like who knows? Back when this was on, and I had more time to watch more more television or whatever just yeah i i get it like i said the premise the premise is solid here and it's it's got you know desmond and uh april o'neill in it so that would have been enough which that probably would have been enough 
What's that? Which one is April O'Neil? Yeah. The the doctor lady who did the surgery that she wasn't supposed to do, she was April O'Neil in Turtles 2 and 3. Oh, shit. Oh. Wow. Got you. Not get okay. That. okay. It's the news lady. Got well, it. That was a quote from Turtles 1, who was a different April O'Neil. Yeah. that's And when you said that, I'm like, did I, that's who I immediately thought of is that, that one. The but rat no. is the cleanest one. <laughs> Got it. All right. <laughs> but yeah well thanks guys i appreciate you watching it um that's it that's our show for tonight so uh evan what's uh what's the homework oh um well i was going to talk about it earlier today but um i decided to, to pull an audible we're gonna watch the new quantum leap series we're gonna watch season one episode one um i am a big fan of the original and the new version I don't even want to say new version of it. It's it's the the new series just started last week, so we have two episodes available now. Um, so I want us to watch season one, episode one of Quantum Leap, twenty twenty two. Hold on to your yeah. Butts. I was kind of stoked to hear you talk about that, and then you pulled an audible, and I cried inside. I, I, and, but and now I get to watch it, so yeah, everything's okay. I, I, and now you can laugh inside. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Just keep it inside. <laughs> All right. There you go. That's it. Chris has to do his spiel, honey. Um. Yeah, so I guess I should ask you for the spiel. Yeah, whatever makes you happy. Chris, <laughs> However you, like, you want to toss the ball. Would you, would you like to do the spiel? I would love to. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord, where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geekade channels or the more specific Twepcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at GeekadeChris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. And you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you uh they can find me at stm stitches on all the socials and on etsy angie where can people find you you can find me at my website www.angelafernot.com and evan where can people find you um head on over to talesofcapefear.com we're doing a lot of work there it'll get you over to all the socials in which we will be participating in because we just started book Four. Oh my god. I'm so excited. It's the most submissions we've ever had. Yay. If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please comment, like, subscribe, leave reviews, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. And if you'd like to get early access to this show, as well as several other shows from the Geekade Podcast Network, check out the Geekade Patreon, which is linked to in our show notes. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh original content. Thank mm, you. Back to you, Angie. Appreciate you, Chris. Um, all right, guys, so that's it. Do the homework, watch this new Quantum Leap, and, uh, you know, come back next time. And if you have ideas for us to watch stuff, please always remember you can suggest them. You can suggest them in the Discord. You can suggest them on Patreon if you're following us, or you can just email us. Uh, or reach out to one of us individually on our social media accounts. Um, but that's going to be it. So from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Angie. I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm radioactive. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.